chapter nineteen of gossip in the first decade of victoria's reign by john ashton this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nineteen murder of mr drummond rebecca and her daughters spread of the movement through wales its end rebecca dramatized rebecca in london the year opened badly with the assassination of edward drummond esq the private secretary of sir robert peel walking quietly down parliament street he was suddenly fired at by a man named daniel mcnaughton poor mr drummond did not die at once but lingered for several hours it was believed by very many people myself among the number that it was a political assassination the secretary being taken for the premier but the man got off on a plea of insanity a plea which was very fashionable in favour of criminals at that time and highly conducive to their benefit an episode in the social history of england almost unknown to the rising generation was the reappearance in wales of rebecca and her daughters a riotous mob whose grievance was at first purely local they resisted the heavy and vexatious tolls to which by the mismanagement and abuses of the turnpike system they were subjected galled by this burden to which they were rendered more sensitive by reason of their poverty and hopeless of obtaining any assistance or relief by legitimate means the people resolved to take the law into their own hands and abate the source of so much annoyance and distress by the strong arm the first act of destruction of the toll-gates occurred in eighteen thirty nine and the gates then destroyed were particularly obnoxious to the people who entertained doubts of the legality of their erection they were broken down in open day with no attempt at concealment by a mob of persons rather in a spirit of mischievous frolic than otherwise the proposal to re-erect these gates on the part of the trustees was overruled by a large body of magistrates and gentlemen many of whom qualified for trustees expressly for the occasion this decision gave strength and encouragement to the discontented and no doubt prepared the way for further violence the gate-breakers had learned their power and though they did not immediately renew the exercise of it the lesson was not forgotten although it slumbered until the commencement of eighteen forty three when it appeared in a systematic and organized form this organization was called rebecca and her daughters their leader having taken this scriptural name from a misconception of the meaning of genesis twenty four sixty and they blessed rebecca and said unto her let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them this captain of the gate-breakers in the guise of a woman always made her marches and attacks by night and her conduct of the campaign manifested no small dexterity and address a sudden blowing of horns and firing of guns announced the arrival of the assailants at the turnpike selected for attack they were mounted on horseback and generally appeared in considerable force the leader who gave the word of command and directed the motion of those whom she called her daughters was attired in a female dress of some description wearing also a bonnet or head-dress which served the purpose of disguise her bodyguard were dressed up in similar manner immediately on arriving at the gate they commenced the business of the night and proceeded to raise gate 
posts and toll-house with an alacrity and perseverance which soon accomplished its purpose they generally sawed off the gate-posts close to the ground broke the gate to fragments and pulled down the toll-house to its foundations to show that the abatement of the specific grievance was their only object they commonly dealt very leniently with the toll-keeper offering him except in rare cases no personal violence and allowing him to remove his furniture and property which they never attempted to destroy or plunder the work was no sooner done than the mysterious assailants galloped off firing their guns and blowing their horns as before no trace nor clue was to be found of the quarter whence they had come or of the retreats to which they dispersed themselves nor did anything in the outward appearance of the country by day even when these nightly outrages were at their height give sign of the extension and compact organization which evidently subsisted among the population the first notice i can find in this year of these riots is in the times of ten january in which is the following paragraph from the welshman the state of society in wales may surprise some of our english readers especially when we acquaint them with the fact that there has been for some months past in the neighbourhood of st clair a mob of lawless depredators amounting to about six hundred who assembled nightly for the purpose of destroying the turnpike gates on the various lines of road in the neighbourhood of st clair these ruffians are headed by a very tall man dressed for disguise as a female who goes by the name of rebecca and as many of his associates are likewise dressed as females the whole gang have been christened rebecca and her daughters these men are nearly all ably mounted and are a terror to the neighbouring country the pill-trap gate has been destroyed a great number of times and as frequently replaced by the trustees of the road but immediately after its re-erection the fellows have invariably assembled in greater force than before and riding up to the gate the following interesting colloquy has taken place the leader of the mob addressing the others in welsh says my children this gate has no business here has it to which her children reply that it has not the mother then asked what is to be done with it when the children reply that it should be levelled with the ground they then immediately break it down and disperse in different directions this system has continued for a length of time and although a reward of fifty pounds has been offered not one of the offenders has been discovered about one hundred constables have been sworn in and three constables from london are down there but all precautions are ineffectual for so surely as the constables show the slightest diminution of their vigilance rebecca and her daughters appear and level the gates a very short time ago the policemen were after a fellow whom they suspected to belong to the gang and while at a public-house baiting their horse rebecca and her daughters suddenly came in sight and the affrighted officers of the law were obliged to fly for their lives the gates have now been re-erected and no fresh act of violence has occurred since the sixteenth ult but the organization of the depredators still continues and it is feared will break out with fresh violence if the constabulary force be removed that this movement was serious and no joke is evidenced by the fact that i have in my notes forty-five paragraphs in the times on the subject 
From Pembroke and Carmarthen it gradually spread to Cardiganshire on one side, and to Radnorshire and Glamorganshire on the other. Brecknockshire, alone of the South Wales counties, enjoyed exemption from these disturbances. The destruction which the rioters effected in some of these districts was most extensive and unsparing. There were at the time of the outbreak between 100 and 150 gates, including sidebars and chains in the county of Carmarthen. Of these, no less than between 70 and 80 were destroyed, the toll-houses, as well as the gates and posts, being in many cases raised to the ground in some trusts not a single gate was left standing in pembrokeshire and in one of the divisions of cardiganshire the destruction was carried on in the same wholesale manner the trustees at first re-erected the gates which had been broken down but they were again as speedily demolished by the rioters again they were rebuilt and again they were levelled with the ground the trustees were at length compelled to desist and the roads were left free of toll none of these counties except glamorgan possessed a paid constabulary or any other force which could be of avail in checking the proceedings of the rioters and the magistrates finding all local efforts unavailing were obliged to appeal to government for protection and support one of the boldest steps ventured on by the insurgents whose confidence was of course much increased by their uninterrupted success was an entry which was made at midday into the town of Carmarthen by a large body of persons on the 10th of June. About noon, the rioters began to march into the town through the Water Street Gate, which they had destroyed some time before. They were headed by a band. The leading body consisted of some thousands on foot, many of whom were chartists and rabble of the town a large number of women was among the crowd and men bearing inflammatory placards they were followed by a man in disguise representing rebecca some bearing brooms with which to sweep the foundations of the toll-house and the workhouse and the rear was brought up by about three hundred farmers on horseback they paraded the town passing the hall and hooting the magistrates and proceeded to the workhouse which they attacked they climbed over the high wall with which the building was surrounded, and then burst open the lodge gates and the porter's door. The horsemen rode into the yard and surrounded the premises, and the rioters on foot soon forced an entrance into the building and commenced their work of destruction. While the rioters were in the act of pulling down the inner doors and partitions of the boardroom and other parts of the premises, and pitching the beds out of windows, the governor was ringing the alarm bell and in the midst of the tumult came the military representations of the excited state of the neighbourhood had been sent to the home office and a troop of the fourth light dragoons had been ordered from cardiff an express from carmarthen had met the dragoons at four o'clock in the morning just after they had passed through neath and were still thirty-one miles from their destination they pushed on riding the last fifteen miles in an hour and a half two horses dying from fatigue as they entered the town they were met by one of the magistrates who led them to the workhouse and read the riot act the rioters were summoned to surrender but they made an attempt to rush on the military the dragoons charged using the flat of their swords and soon put the rioters outside the wall to flight those within offered some resistance and for a moment the edge of the sword was turned upon them when they succumbed 
many escaped over the wall but about a hundred were taken prisoners and several horses were abandoned by their riders the disturbance which menaced so seriously the safety of the town was thus happily put an end to without any bloodshed or calamitous result as time advanced the insurrection which had at first been lightly thought of and for which much allowance had been made under the belief that the people had real grievances to complain of assumed a more malignant and dangerous aspect the farmers and peasantry who in their impatience under the vexations of the tolls had commenced it soon fell into the hands of ill-disposed and designing men who aggravated the excitement that prevailed and availed themselves of the name and disguise of rebecca in order to carry out their own evil and lawless purposes threatening letters were one of the means most freely resorted to and great numbers under the signature of rebecca were sent about the country conveying the most sanguinary menaces to those whose conduct had in any way given offence to the dastardly writers certain rules were laid down by conclaves of the disaffected respecting the occupation of farms and all who presumed to contradict the edicts of this invisible authority were marked out and denounced as victims to the just vengeance of rebecca the more active magistrates as well as the tithe-owners and clergy were made the special objects of this cowardly system of intimidation in some instances the rioters proved that their threats were not without meaning guns were fired into the houses of persons who had fallen under the popular displeasure some had their property fired or otherwise injured and a growing feeling of alarm and insecurity began to pervade the peaceable and well-disposed portion of the community this feeling was further increased by a cold-blooded and shocking act of murder committed on a poor woman who kept a turnpike called the hendy gate on the confines of glamorganshire and carmarthenshire a party of rioters came to attack the gate at which she lived and one of the number actuated by some motive which was not distinctly accounted for fired at her and shot her dead a coroner's inquest sat upon the body and all the facts attending the revolting transaction were fully and clearly stated in evidence but such was the excitement of feeling then prevailing in the neighbourhood or such the influence of fear exercised over the minds of the jurymen who investigated the case that they actually brought in a verdict that the deceased died from suffusion of blood which produced suffocation but from what cause is to the jurors unknown by the continuance of these outrages which threatened ere long to disorganize society and render the tenure of life and property in wales insecure the government were at length aroused to the necessity of adopting very vigorous measures for the enforcement and vindication of the law a large body of troops was sent down to wales and a general officer of skill and experience appointed to the command of the disturbed districts a strong body of london police was imported to exercise their skill in ferreting out the actors in these lawless exploits who had so long succeeded in eluding detection the districts most infested by the rebeckites were closely occupied by parties of soldiers some of whom were quartered at short intervals in the villages and hamlets wherein mischief was suspected to lurk and in the neighbourhood of turnpike gates which had previously been the objects of attack 
it was not however the policy of the insurgents to place themselves in open collision with the soldiers but the clandestine and shifting mode of warfare which they had adopted with so much success was but imperfectly counteracted by the presence of a military force under cover of the night and with the advantages afforded by a knowledge of the country and the sympathy of the population they could sweep down a gate which was but the work of a few minutes with very little risk of interruption or discovery the presence of the police and soldiers if it could not entirely put an end to the attacks on the turnpikes prevented the disaffected from proceeding to further acts of violence and checked the growth of a conspiracy which might otherwise have gone to the full length of open rebellion from this and other causes the spirit of disturbance in wales began to decline about the latter end of the summer the most obnoxious of the turnpike gates had been swept away and on some of the trusts the trustees had announced their determination not to re-erect those which were most complained of as oppressive some of the more active leaders of the riots were captured in an affray with the county police on the borders of glamorganshire and the terrors of a special commission impended over the principality the movement was even dramatized and on twenty september at the royal amphitheatre liverpool was produced a new play called rebecca and her daughters or paddy the policeman the programme of scenery etc as described on the playbill being vigilance of the civil and military authorities one hundred pounds reward for the apprehension of rebecca and of ten pounds for each of her daughters false alarm invincible courage of the yeomanry arrival of the london police in disguise paddywhack undertakes to capture the delinquents admonitions to the constabulary the inspection mysterious appearance of rebecca and her daughters in the glen of clandillo at midnight tried before the justice of the peace happy denouement i can find only one reference to rebecca in connection with london and that refers to a bar in gower street which was taken down some few years since it occurs in the times of thirty september during the last two or three days considerable excitement has prevailed in the northern suburbs of the metropolis in consequence of rumours obtaining circulation that threatening notices had been posted about signed rebecca intimating that it was the intention of that lady and her daughters to destroy the various turnpike and other gates which they were pleased to term public obstructions it appears that these rumours were not altogether unfounded for whether intended as a joke or otherwise the doings of the notorious rebecca and her daughters in wales have in reality found persons foolhardy enough to follow their example in london a few evenings since mr hill the porter and keeper of the gate at the london university college which crosses gower street and prevents carriages from passing along the front of university college hospital received a letter with the signature of rebecca attached declaring it to be the intention of herself and others to remove the obstruction called a gate on the following night mr hill thinking the matter a joke took no notice of the circumstance but to his astonishment early in the morning following the night on which the threatened attack was promised he was awakened by the night porter who informed him that the gate a large wooden one such as the ordinary toll-bars was gone on examination it was found that not only had the large padlock by which it was fastened been broken and carried away but the gate had absolutely been filed off its hinges 
and conveyed by the depredators into the college grounds and hidden behind some shrubs the gate has again been reinstated but since the occurrence mr hill has received another threatening notice informing him that it is the intention of rebecca and her daughters on monday night next to effect its entire destruction what is most extraordinary in connection with the affair is that the gate should have been removed without the knowledge of the police the beats of two constables joining close to the spot or that of the night porters either at the college or the hospital it is to be remarked that frequent complaints have been made at the erection of the gate in question as it interrupts the otherwise direct communication between holborn and broad street bloomsbury with the hampstead road and compels carriages etc to go considerably out of the way round sussex and university streets before they can get into the new road End of chapter nineteen